0: mindful chats is a podcast where we sit down and chat like old friends we'll explore all kinds of topics from yoga and wellness to business to motherhood it's a place for us to find a deeper connection to one another and dive into new ways of thinking about life the world and ourselves join me on this journey and i look forward to chatting with you Hey there, welcome back to Mindful Chats. I'm really excited about today's episode. We have a special guest, her name is Victoria, and she is such a great friend of mine. We'll get into how we met one another, but in the episode, but um, we're, we're gonna be talking all about social media and her journey with social media. Uh, and her phone and screens all together. I think you're going to find it super fascinating. She is such an interesting person and has some really beautiful perspectives on on these topics. So I am looking forward to sharing all this yummy info. Uh, stay tuned. So welcome, Victoria. And- How are you doing today?
1: I feel excited to talk to you on a screen because I have been off the screen for almost two months. So, so exciting.
0: And thank you so much for breaking your like screen or your time away because you're not like quite at your date that you said. You're like a few days before that. So thanks for like breaking it to chat with me today.
1: Oh. My pleasure. It's so I love you. And it's so fun to and I think what you're doing is really amazing. And I'm excited to share my experience. I was thinking, you know, I'm not an expert on any of this on the brain on the science behind social media, any of that stuff. But what I do have to offer is my personal experience. because mm-hmm. This is my fourth or fifth year doing something like this. So yeah. I'm happy
0: to share it. Yeah, I'm so excited for you to share because I know that I'm always super inspired by you and you just like have a good perspective on things and are so intuitive. So I'm excited for everybody to like listen to this and hear your journey and your experience through social media. Um, But yeah, let's start off by like saying how we know each other. Um, We met in... A coffee shop right in like our hometown I guess um at Soleil which is our favorite if you're local check it out because it's so yummy <laughs> I was working there and Victoria used to come in and I remember thinking like who is this chick I want to be your friend <laughs> she's so cool I want to be your friend and <laughs> then here we are became friends <laughs>
1: Well, and then what happened, we talked and I really wanted to do yoga again. I wanted to have, invite that practice back into my life. And you're like, actually, I'm about to do something <laughs> here in Soleil on a Sunday or something like that. And yeah. I was like, what? Yes, please. And then, yeah, then it, awesome from there.
0: I know. I know. So, so fun. It's like so funny <laughs> to think back on those times because- it was like in between I was like had left the studio I was teaching at and like waiting to open the studio that I was like building out and like I said I was working at that coffee shop and I was like I'll just teach classes here when they're closed and it's like this tiny little cafe and we're like moving everything out of the way and I don't remember I could only fit I think like five or six people in there yeah and we're all like crammed in on like concrete floor practicing
1: yoga <laughs> <laughs> I so, love stuff like that I'm I'm such a scrappy person my whole life I think that's where magic happens with the scrappier yeah. you are so that was like music to my ears like oh yeah yeah this is so fun. I want to learn from for sure
0: you can and that just shows like you can literally do, do yoga anywhere you don't have to have a beautiful studio to practice in you don't have to have a dedicated space in your house that's like set up like a studio you can literally do it anywhere on the floor of a cafe
1: (laughs) (laughs) and it was good for me because I literally had no idea what I was doing so by the time you did open up your studio I felt a little less intimidated to go into a room with a lot of other people like I actually I never heard of downward dog I had no idea what that was so I was like okay some of these terms are more familiar now even if I can't execute it the way everybody else is so that was because the one person in the class she really knew what she was doing like I'll just it's okay she can't look over she's too busy worrying if she's gonna you know the space was small it was fun yeah, it was really fun. Really fun.
0: Um, and yeah, so you've been, well, tell us a little bit about yourself and like your background and yeah, just tell us a little bit about like who you are, I guess.
1: I've, um, well, I'm somebody that follows their curiosity. Like that is how I would define my life. I'm uh, always giving myself little challenges or big challenges and kind of following my mom taught me that if you have the idea for something you have it in you the resources to do it Mm -hmm. so I grew up poor but I had the idea to go to college I figured out a way to do that Mm -hmm. while in college I wanted to move to New York City and be an actress professional get paid I figured out a way to do it I wanted to come home and help my sister with her children when she had a health issue come up in my 30s, and I am like, oh, what am I gonna do? And I started a theater company in my hometown. Like I figured out a way to do it. So I'm always like finding these, following the curiosities all I can think of, like following the life of it. And then when it doesn't feel like it has any juice in it anymore, I can't do it. I literally cannot make myself do it. So around, well not around, when I turned 40, There was no more juice left in in the theater company for me. So I closed it. And so I'm following curiosities that have been a little bit more short lived. That was like 13 years experience and being an actress was a decade's worth. So I've been, uh, I'm in this stage right now where I'm not really sure what's next next. I think I'm writing a book. That's where the juice seems to be. Mm -hmm. So I'm following that curiosity, which Um, led to this fasting of screens because I realized I had so much input coming in between podcasts, Instagram, email. Those are the things that for me, because I don't have Facebook because it was hacked years ago and they wanted my license or passport to get back in. And I thought, well, that's odd. Like you're an unsafe platform. I was hacked. Like I'm not going to give you my most personal information, even though they probably already have it, but I didn't trust that. So it's just floating out there. I hate that. I wish I could delete it. It's just floating out there in the universe. Um, so I, I'm, that's who I am. I am somebody who's constantly following her curiosity. I have a background in theater and, but, uh, I've been writing lately. I've been, um, what else did I do? I had a podcast. Like i I follow the little things. I'm a maker. Hmm. Now I'm doing drawing. (laughs) Yeah. I love
0: it. it. Um, and so, yeah, you're kind of starting to tell us about, you know, your journey with like social media and screens and all of that. And you've, we're going to mostly, I guess, talk about like social media, but I feel like you've taken it to the next level where you're like, nope, I'm not just going to like get off of social media for a period of time. I'm getting off of all screens, <laughs> which yeah. honestly is amazing. I don't know how you do it. I'm sure I could figure it out too, but I give you so much credit for doing that. And I absolutely love it. Cause I mean, there's just, it feels like such a challenge because our whole, there's so much based off of screens these days. And it's like, And when I think about it, I'm like, how does she even do that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll happy to share. Um, Right before I did it, I prepared. And there was a friend of mine who said, well, what about when you go for a walk? How can you go without your phone? Won't you feel unsafe? And that made me realize I actually have the luxury to do this. Mm -hmm. I live in a safe home. I'm not afraid in my home. And I live on a safe street. I'm not afraid on my street. Um... I don't need technology for any sort of um, physical use. Mm-hmm. I have my sight, I have my hands and things like that. So I wanna start with that. I don't have children, I don't have pets. Like I have a situation where I am able to follow this curiosity of what would happen if I didn't use any screens whatsoever. I'm able to take a pause in any business that I'm doing because currently I right know not not exactly sure what I'm doing. So I'm in this space where I recognize like, I have so much around me that allows me to be the person to experiment with this.
0: Mm.
1: (laughs) And so I, I just wanna say that because I realize, like, I have a friend who without Instagram this past year through COVID would have literally been completely alone in her home she this was not a time for her to do a social media detox or screen detox like she was connecting through her family her children that way through FaceTime I can drive to my mom so when I took away a FaceTime screen I can even though we did social distancing outside I can still see her and talk to her so um I have that I have that and I have a house phone which I know is not (laughs) (laughs) something I might be the only person or one of 10 in all of the United States that has one, but I have a house phone. So there is my family all knows that. So if there was an emergency and the phone rings, like, we know we can answer that or if I needed the phone. And Mm -hmm. I have a partner who actually doesn't have any social media. So he doesn't have an addiction to his phone. So if we went on a road trip, say, I know he has his phone on him. He doesn't pull it out ever like I do. Um, so in case whatever would happen, I mean, even without the phone, we'd figure it out. We actually did a trip without phones once and out West and we figured it out. Because <laughs> guys are so fun. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like we have this, it's a playfulness and a curiosity Well, what would happen if we don't do that. So I just wanna say that I think some people I do believe social media is an addiction, and a, like a, like any drug, um, some people taking it away, removing from their life. You need a support system and maybe even professional help in order to do that. Mm. Especially, I would say younger generations. That's just my opinion. So I, I feel free anybody to argue that. I don't know. In my experience, for me, it is not dangerous for me to try these things. Mm. So. I'm free to do that. And I'm happy to share about it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, And really quick, I just have to like touch on the house phone thing. (laughs) I was brought back to like middle school and elementary school days when I called your house to chat with you. I had like, (laughs) and I want to consider myself an anxious person, but when I like picked up my phone, to call your house phone. I had like anxiety. I was like, oh my gosh, what if she doesn't answer? This isn't actually her phone. She's gonna have like, I'm gonna have to like leave a message if she doesn't answer. Like all these thoughts going through my head. I was like, this is, It was just so crazy. It brought me like right back to that time of like calling your friends in high school. It was, or in middle school, it was so,
1: it was so wild it was so wild. Well, that's super interesting because that's sort of like a theory that I've been developing is like, it's so quick and easy for us to comment and stuff. Oh, leave our review and our opinion. And it's much harder to actually vocalize that. Now I want to also like, I have a friend who is deaf and texting with him is great because he can understand. And my mother actually can't hear and So texting with her is much easier than Mm -hmm. a phone call because she can actually read it. She just can't hear you on the phone. But yeah, yeah, but like, there's like, there's something really beautiful about the voice, I think. And also, like you said, like a little bit nervous, like we're talking now, right? Like I feel (laughs) alive for sure, you know? And uh, if we were writing, I like to write, I would write you a beautiful piece about my experience with social media and I would have edited it a million times. Um, and this is much more raw, which is sort of fun in its own beautiful way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. So a lot of people were nervous, not a lot. I had a handful of people that were nervous about me not being available on the phone. So immediately. And so I would give out my phone number to anybody that felt anxiety that, cause I didn't do any texting and not very many people called. Mm-hmm. So I gave them my house number and they were so relieved. Like, okay, great. But there was just this comfort of like, okay, I can call. Yeah. (laughs) Like a few people did, but not as many as that were like thinking they couldn't live without me for two months, which was kind of fun. And the other fun part that happened is I gave out my address Hmm. and I said, send me your address and I'll write letters. And that more people took advantage of. And that was really cool. Mm. I have so much fun watching my mail carrier come up to my home. It's like the dopamine I was getting from Instagram like, going on. <laughs> who wrote me today? <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, that is so amazing. And actually that really, because insp- you wrote me a letter and it really inspired me to, um, we have a girl who is like helping with some stuff at the studio and she, is writing letters to people. Like every month, she picks like a couple people and writes them um like from us. Cause I know, like, you know, if I was in charge of doing this, it would just, I really wanted to do it. And I knew like really bad with sending mail. I love to do it, but then like actually getting it in, like with a stamp and like mailing it is like very difficult for me for whatever reason. So, I was like, I need to hand this off to somebody else because I want this to happen. I really want to create this experience for people that I just had because of you. And, um, yeah, so we're doing that at the studio now. So I love thank that. You.
1: you know, it's interesting. I'm glad that you brought that up because actually, for me, it's really hard to go to the post office. I don't know what it is. I've tried to journal like what tragic thing happened to me when I was a kid that I'm afraid of mailing things (laughs) I haven't figured it out so but with the removal so I guess I should say what I did so for February for all of February I did no screens which meant no texting no using my phone for calling no zooms no social media no movies um But I did have some exceptions, which were uh, on really horrible weather wise days, I could FaceTime my mom because I like I connect with my mom every day. And I didn't want to take away from my partner if he was watching the basketball game or something like that. So there was a screen in my house, but he isn't addicted to anything. So it was so rare that I had to have that, but I didn't want to create an environment where I'm like, well, I'm doing this. So you have to do, um, there was that leeway because, you know, you have to make things work for your actual life. And I have an iPad, which has a app on it for drawing. Hmm. And I, I don't know what it is, but every device is different. So my iPad, for some reason, when I first got it, I said, this is only for drawing on this specific so I never use Google. I never use Instagram or anything like that on it. So I was still able for myself, even though it's technically a screen, to use that to draw mm-hmm. because I had already put fences around that that I knew held because I had had it for a year now and never broke it. So right. I kept that. So I had my own. Um, and then from 12 to 12.30, I am involved with something that I couldn't miss that was actually on Zoom. So I just wanted to say that. Okay. And I thought that was like a cheat at first, which who's who's judging me? I don't know. And then Kevin said to me, You know why you're doing this? And like to cut that out would be the absolute like other like this is like something I needed to show up to. Right. And I think that's so important because I think sometimes we think like, I don't know, there's like this phantom principle or something that's like grading you and like you're gonna get in trouble if you don't do it. Right.
0: I know. I know right that's why so like um that's why when I like created this course it was like let's like instead of just like deleting social media completely let's just try to find like a healthy relationship and that is going to look different for every person just like for you with like screens it's like you found or for like at least that month you found like a way to like maybe detox and then have a better relationship with it, even though you were technically like still on at certain times. Yeah. Wasn't this like hard, like no deleting everything completely. There's no leeway. Yeah.
1: Like you're going to get in trouble
0: or something.
1: <laughs> and know? at the same time holding. So, so I think what was effective is writing that step down for me. I like to write things down. I have to get out of my head having the boundaries because I'm also really good at being really, really nice to myself. Mm -hmm. So I'm such a good negotiator. Like, oh honey, you've done such a good job. You can do that for just a little bit. You've earned it. It was a really exceptional exceptionally tough time or you know I'm so so I'm so nice to me like some people talk about their inner critic I have like an inner lover that is just like oh sweetheart child you are so beautiful and amazing go ahead you can have more pasta it's okay (laughs) you know like it's so nice to me and I'm aware that that because that's what I would that's what I do to other people right I'm so forgiving and I believe that mercy is the number like it's my number one value is mercy Mm -hmm. i don't know how to get through life without mercy Mm -hmm. so i'm so good at delivering mercy that i'm so good at like (laughs) tricking myself like this is a moment you need mercy so if i have the rules that i have designed and i have really thought through them then that then i know if i'm being um so i had already designed that right i put that into it that Twelve to twelve thirty, and I'm gonna tell you that felt like eating candy. Mm. It was so fun to show up to that, and I'm anonymous in that group. Um, because there are other groups I love, like I take an Italian class on Zoom, but I canceled that because I'm not anonymous. I needed there was something about I needed to process my own thoughts. That group is just a co-working space, so I literally show up to draw for tw- from twelve to twelve thirty. Mm. There's no. I don't have to be on, I don't have to, there's nobody talking at me, I'm not talking to them. It's just like being in a coffee shop, mm, basically, okay. or a co-working space. So that was really, I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna do this without that accountability. So I need to show up and do that. Um, so I think like, one of the biggest things that I was nervous about is, oh God, but what about, or what about my um, business, right? Mm-hmm how do I create boundaries around social media? Because I'm gonna need those people to buy things from me or to showcase my work and all that. And what I found was I was creating for the app, not creating and then using the app to showcase my work. Yeah, yeah. And then, so I read this book, it was probably like five years ago, I wrote it down because I have a bad memory for things like that, Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport. Mm. And that is what really switched everything for me. And he was talking about if you are using social media specifically for work, then you need to be professional and use it for work, which means you have to show up at the office and you have a scheduled meeting time for that. Right. And it's on your computer. It's not in the bathroom with you. Right. It's not out to dinner with you. It's not lying in bed with you. Right. <laughs> like, so if you are saying that you need, and then you're going to do the analytics behind it. What is my return on investment? Well, what are the, you know, the actual business, I don't know the business terms that other people know, like what, What's happening business-wise? Is this effective marketing? All right. that kind of stuff. Right,
0: right. Like treating it like, an, like a job, like it's part of your job and not just having it um, weave into your personal life. Yeah, he, that's where finding the, it's a very fine line, you know? It's so hard to keep those things separate.
1: Especially when you love your work, like we right. do. Right, right. Like yep. It's like, well, somebody that doesn't like their job perhaps can come home. Well, I don't even know. I know too many friends that that, that situation. They still bring their work home with them. Right. Um, I saw this just the other night. Uh, the person I live with checked his email at nine o'clock and it was an upsetting email. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh my gosh, look at that. Our whole energy in our home just changed. And it was fine. And it was something he could have read at seven o'clock in the morning when his work started, Mm. but he happened to check it at night because he's addicted to checking it. Right, right, yeah. Because because we live in a, or at least in my experience, it feels like I'm living in a world where productivity is like the new religion. Mm. And for example, (laughs) in the summer, I see a lot of people outside and they're always doing a home project, my neighbors, my partner. And I had to say to him, can we be outside without needing to change anything? We don't have to just sit, we can walk, but can we be outside without needing a productive reason to be outside, to rake, to clean the gutters, to dream about adding on something to our house, and it was really hard for him. Mm, yeah, to that would be really hard him. for me too. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's nothing wrong with gardening, there's nothing wrong with all those things, but I just am always so curious, like, huh, is that you or is it, is it something else that we're like collectively in, where we feel like if something doesn't have a result, it's not worthy then? Right. And I feel like we have this,
0: well, there's this like collective energy of like, like what you just said, like being like productive and like trying to keep going and do the next thing and like rushing to do this and rushing to do that. And it's just like, when a lot of people are feeling that it's hard to not feel that. But the other thing I want to like touch on too, that made me think of it was, um, I think too that, and this is not the case for everybody, like for your partner, but if you, if you spend so much time on like your phone or social media, and it's taking up three, four, five hours of your day, then that's five hours of your day that's completely gone. And then you do feel like you have to rush because you don't have time to do other things. You don't have time to just sit and enjoy being outside because Mm -hmm. you're like, oh shoot, it's like six o'clock. The sun's going to go down soon. I have to like hurry up and break and do this thing in the garden or mow the lawn or do this house project on the weekend because next weekend is going to be busy or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like you're spending time on your phone. That could be used to just literally sit and take things in, not yeah. have to feel like you need to be productive, you know,
1: which is challenging. I mean, so I did a little experiment this week. We talked about a week or a week and a half ago, and you asked me to talk to you about my social media and my screen cleanse. And so I was like, what would it be like if I start using my phone to just check email, just check messages, just text? Mm. Oh my gosh, Heather, it's awful. It's right back into old patterns. It is terrible. I will stand at the counter and I'm like, what are you doing? You just checked your email three minutes ago. Yeah. What? And what I've noticed, so I'm, I'm really curious. So I was like really investigating this. It's whenever I'm changing an activity, I feel like, let me just go here, check email, check messages, check text." then I can go outside because I'm really good. Like if you and I were sitting at a coffee shop, I mean, you've been there with me. I never bring out my phone. When I'm engaged with human beings, I'm older, I'm almost 45. It doesn't, I've been in theater my whole life. Like I never feel the impulse, but as soon as I'm left alone all by myself, Mm -hmm. which I'm all alone all the time, if I'm going to go outside, which I know I'm not going to bring my phone, I just never bring it outside. It's like a big rule for myself. I'm trying to get it. So I never bring it into the bathroom. That's going to be like my next thing. I've already got it out of the bedroom, out of outside. the bathroom. I feel like I, I do it because I've like tried to double task. Like, well, I'm going to the bathroom. This is the perfect time to get back to Heather about the podcast, say, for example. Right. right. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. What has happened to me? Yeah just make me, I'm sorry to go off topic, but one thing I did do was replace my phone with books to help with the transition. So I would bring a book into the bathroom. I brought a book in my purse everywhere I went. My partner would be like, when are you gonna have time to read? I'm like, no, I need it with me. Because if there was that moment when you go into the store and I wanted to grab my phone, I'm gonna start grabbing this book. I read so much by the way, so, so much. And before February, before I started it, I would write down quotes that I loved that normally I would say, I would repost on Instagram. And I just wrote the authors of those quotes. And I thought, you know what? I should read their work. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Not that's one line. And so many times my mind would be blown. I'm like, well, that con- contextually actually is completely different than what we're sharing all over social media. Mm. When you read the body of work is very, very interesting to me. But anyway, so I, I noticed that this past week, so then I'd be outside and I'd be fine and fine. And as soon as I come inside, check email, check Instagram messages, check, check text.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: What the heck.
0: Yeah, it's like
1: oh, I was no doing way.
0: I was doing and and this was not like an intentional thing, like how you were just saying like you were, were experimenting. But so when I started to get into this whole like dive deep into this whole social media thing and one off i was similar to you like i'm off but i'm creating a couple like more boundaries and rules for myself so you know i'm not going to be on it if i find myself like checking it like getting off but i was checking it like every day just popping on literally open instagram app if i don't have a message at the top just close it right out and put my phone down away from me so it's not sitting right next to me and then tempting me but then I put out like a survey on our Instagram because I was just curious to see like how much time other people spend on it. And that just like opened a can of worms. I was like, oh my gosh, this is a huge problem. This is like, I had no idea the extent of this. And so, you know, I'm like having conversations with people about, you know, their problem, how, what they need help with. Cause I'm like, I have to do something to like help everybody. And it was for maybe like two or three days. And prior to this, I had been on for maybe like literally five minutes a day, five, 10 minutes a day. And then during that time, when I was like having conversations with people and just trying to like gather some information to build this course, I ended up being on it like for an hour, hour and a half. And it is crazy how like the moment that you're on it for more than like 20 minutes in a day, you just automatically want to keep going to it. It's like, I mean, it's just crazy. It's like, if you're, and I feel like, yes, this is like an addiction, not only for me, but for other people. And, you know, these apps are created this way. I've never had an issue with, um, feeling like I had to rely on like drugs or alcohol, but I can totally see how like for a lot of people, when you hear like, no, I can't have a drink because it's going to send me into a spiral. That's exactly how this felt. Like Mm -hmm. if you even just give yourself a little bit, it's just going to suck you right back in. And it's so hard to like get out
1: of that. I know. I I was trying to think of it like, what do I like? What if I equated this to something like, like a fast food joint. Mm. What if I made Instagram a fast food joint in my head? Mm, That's fun. (laughs) Yeah. I'm always trying to find little tricks, like how, (laughs) because, you know, there is something to like, I do, there are things I love about it. I love knowing what's going on with you. I love knowing, I love seeing other artists work. I love being introduced to new writers. I love all that stuff. I don't love not hearing my own voice. I don't love not creating because I don't feel like I have anything, my voice is there to offer anything because already there's so many voices, why me? Mm. I don't love third party grief is what I call it, which is not big moments like in the news that everyone needs to be aware of, but every single individual's problems and pains and grief i am somebody that you know i can't go by a bus stop without crying because i think sometimes like what they have friends is everybody okay like i worry about children so much like that that it bothers me if i read something about you i will think about that all night long and it will make me really tired the next day where i don't do anything because then the world becomes more be- brutal than beautiful to me, mm. and the only way I can personally make stuff, and I think contribute to the joy and the beauty of the world is when I wake up feeling full. Mm. Then, then I can handle, or you know, I can do work on things that I find um, things that make me angry or injustices that I think think are out there. I have to come at that feeling alive. Mm. Yeah. If I come at it feeling dead inside, I I don't do anything. Right. I literally don't do anything. Right. It stops me. So I know that about myself. Mm. So the one of the hardest things I've had to learn in 45 years is I am my own parent. I am the principal. I am the the person making the rules over here. Mm. So what would I do? Or somebody else I have get off that app why are you letting that depress you like that you do know you can't get poor enough to help the poor right you can't get sad enough to help the people that are sad like that doesn't work that way what you have to do is if you want to help the poor who helps the poor the most The people with the most money right or the people that do the most acts of service if you don't have money my mother helps poor the most and she doesn't have any money right like so I have to be aware of my own space, my own mental thoughts. Another thing I noticed is I was repeating stuff I would hear from a podcast. So I would listen to podcasts that like, I got to the point where I could listen to them (laughs) on two speed.
0: Mm,
1: Wow. And And then I was like, why do I listen to podcasts? Well, I want to learn how to have a more beautiful centered life. So listen to seven hours of somebody else telling me how to have a beautiful centered life mm-hmm. on two speed, like, whoa, 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 whoa. There's this, always this feeling that I'm, the underlying engine behind that is, you need to know more, you need to know more, you don't know enough, you don't know enough, you don't know enough, which I know comes from, you know, being a straight A student as a kid and getting praise for that, like, mm-hmm. good job, you know everything. Um, but in my world and my work, when I, the things that have been like amazing in my life, I didn't even know how to do it. Mm. Right. Like I was a director. I, I had no idea how to be a director. None. I followed my own sensibility. I didn't know how to work with people in that capacity. I am always so thankful there wasn't podcasts and social media then because I would have felt like I couldn't do it. Mm. I, I'm scrappy. I was scrappy. I was a scrappy director figured it out. I didn't have money. I didn't have a board of directors. I didn't have, I I just figured it out. I followed the, that thing I said at the top, like I followed the life of it. Ooh, that's interesting. Well, what if I did this? Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. I didn't have this like comparison engine to be like, oh, well, that other theater is doing this, this way. And I'm, I'm doing this and, oh, I need to have a million dollars in order to even begin. no I just started
0: (laughs) and I think too that's that's the thing is like we're taking in so much information not just like through social media but like you said podcasts and um and everywhere we're just taking in all of this information and then we don't give ourselves time to like process that information and determine like Mm. what tools are in line with our life and what tools are not we just like take it and be like this is how we have to do it because i heard it on this platform and or i have to look like this person because that's what everybody looks like that has that's an influencer or you know whatever it is we don't like we lose ourselves in it basically you know we don't take the information and the tools that are shared and turn that into what's best for us it's just like taking it for what it is and then that's it and hoping that we become an influencer if that's what we want or you know making a million dollars and starting a business or whatever it is you know and
1: lose ourselves yeah i and i love and we're recording a podcast now i love love hearing people talk and i love conversations um and like you said though like there'll be nuggets of beautiful things in something and I haven't given it time to integrate
0: mm, yeah
1: I'm on to the next thing and the next and the next and the next and ooh, I need to stop for a second that's a lot of gold and stuff I get a lot of gold from hearing people's stories and experiences but I gotta keep the questions coming. Well, how does that affect me? And where does that show up in my life? And how do I want that to show up in my life? And what you said is so true in his book, that Cal Newport's book, Digital Minimalism. He's like, come up with a philosophy. Like what is your philosophy around the digital world? Right. And I was, I remember reading that thinking, wow, I never thought about that. Never mm-hmm. thought like, what do I really care about? Mm-hmm. Um, why am I using these tools? What is the, I love supporting people like you. I love supporting artists. I love supporting whatever I love when people start something. That's what I love. I love sharing that. Okay. What are other ways I can share that? Mm -hmm. Right. Or like with this February fast, I read a lot and I'm like, oh my gosh, well, what am I going to do if I can't buy books online? Now (laughs) I was like, oh, like I have a library, but I don't want to go in the library. Oh, they have a drive-through window. I call the library from my house phone. It turns out to be somebody that I used to work with. She's so happy. Just talked to me. I go to the little drive-through window. We have a beautiful exchange. And I thought that would have never have happened. It would have never have happened. And you know, I had to bring a bag one day. I had so many books. Call me. I'm the house phone. Vic, you better bring a bag because you have here. You have a big order that is in.
0: <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> I brought two bags we filled them up through the little window. You know, both in our masks. It was just so fun. It was. Oh, this is the best part. So the first day it was February 1st. I was like, okay, I'm going to the library, and I get in the car without a phone and. I'm like, I have no idea where the library is because they built a new one. And I have a little town, I'm from 10,000 people. I'm like, well, here we go, on an adventure to find the library. Oh my gosh. But if I had my phone, I would have put it into Google. I would have put the Google maps. But for why, where am I rushing to? I had the whole day. It was so fun to be on a little adventure. Nothing bad was gonna happen to me. I'm totally safe. I wasn't on a timeline. I went to Paris without a phone. Mm. I purposely did not bring a phone and I had the best experience. The people that I was with, they were running a marathon. So we weren't, we weren't with each other for most of the trip. They, every morning they were like, oh my gosh, where were you all night? Like, we were worried about you. I'm like, where was I? It's Paris. I was walking. I would walk like 23 miles a day yeah. with my partner. We walked 20 because sometimes we went down because we didn't have a phone. So we were just walking and like trying to find the Louvre and we couldn't find it all day long until the evening and we came upon it like through this back way that nobody ever goes. And we have amazing pictures. He used his phone only as a as a camera from that because it was just we never would have gone that way and i met people that way because we didn't have a phone we weren't looking like i had to try to communicate in english french and so many magical moments but those magical moments wouldn't have happened without a lot of dead ends like we walked a lot where we walked into nothing (laughs) yeah and you know and you know, not the best restaurant in Paris, not the best place, coffee shop that people on Yelp said to go to. We would walk by something and say, well, that looks interesting. I'm curious to go in there. Mm-hmm. And then it turned out, this was so great. There was no English in this restaurant because I always made us go off the offbeat, off the beaten path, which isn't that far. It's like two crowds, crowds, crowds go over two streets, nothing, nobody. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. because on the social media apps right everyone's saying this is where the best pictures are Mm -hmm. literally behind one building there was nobody and there was the most beautiful pictures in front of the building you couldn't even find a place to like stand without it was just so many crowds of people Mm -hmm. so anyway we went off the beaten path we go into this restaurant I have no idea what I'm ordering we have no idea we're just like sure whatever pointing to stuff it's gonna come out Maybe it'll be something you like, maybe it won't. Mm -hmm. And there was this little girl and she kept coming in and out of this like little side door. So, you know, like she was probably like the daughter of the the people that owned it. And she was so fascinated by us. And we were so fascinated by her. And she kept coming back and forth. There's a musical called Les Miserables. And she reminded me of this character, Eponine. She was very scrappy and like Mm -hmm. was in the alley, like dirty and like (laughs) coming in and out and out. And by the end of that meal, we had discovered that her parents were the owners of the restaurant and that it was always her dream to go to New York City. And it had always been my dream to go to Paris. And wow. I was able to give her a gift and she gave me a gift. And it was like this amazing exchange that I can't even, it felt like magic. It felt like our souls like connected right from the time. That would never have happened if I'd had my phone because it wasn't an advertised place. Mm. I never would
0: have gone in there yeah oh that's like seriously I have chills that's amazing
1: that's amazing oh and it was like that the whole trip and we went out west and Kevin printed (laughs) the directions for Mm -hmm. our whole I mean we were gone for three weeks without a phone yeah we were in an earthquake we didn't know it oh
0: my gosh
1: California, had an earthquake, we were there, we were in the earthquake, we had no idea. Oh my gosh.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: The only reason why we knew is the next day I, like park ranger said something like, oh, did you feel that? And we were like, no, we didn't. Wherever we happened to be standing, oh no, family must be so nervous, <laughs> but they have learned through my crazy, my ways that like, if we don't hear from her, she's fine, because I always seem to be in places like where something's happening like that. <laughs> I've trained them well. Yeah. Um,
0: So can you tell us like just a little bit about, well, first, I just like love all these stories. It's like exactly why I asked you to be on because you have all these like amazing, inspirational, like little stories about things that you've done. (laughs) Um, But tell us like a little bit about that moment that you had when you were like, I have got to get off social media, like starting just with social. Like what was that moment where you were like, okay, I can't do this anymore.
1: I knew it wasn't like my hands were killing me. Mm. My hands actually physically felt pain and I'm a writer and an artist. I draw and I couldn't write. I was skipping what I love to do because my hands hurt. Mm. from texting so much um from messaging so much from commenting cuz i like to support people but i really think it was like my mind telling because as soon as i got off my hands were fine mm. my mind was giving me a physical ailment because it knew that i would listen to that mm where I wasn't listening to the months before that of like, oh my gosh, I'm really addicted to this thing. Like I, I have this phone in the bathroom with me. And I say that because like, in case anybody else is doing that, like you don't have to feel ashamed. Like I had the phone in the bathroom with me. I looked at my phone as first thing when I woke up all under the guise of like, oh, I gotta make sure my, you know, it's during a pandemic, I have to make sure everybody's okay. I have to check on my family, is everybody okay? this was the first year I did it during a pandemic. I've never taken this time off during a pandemic off social media and screens. Um, I supported a lot of people on, during the pandemic by social media, using social media, showing up for cl- things that people are like advertising because I, I didn't have the budget anymore to take yoga, for example. So I wanted to make sure that I was promoting mindful, doing my best to like, help in whatever way I could since I couldn't do financially support people but I so that just became like this like running train that got away from me and I could sense that it got away from me Mm. um I would feel anxious like when my mom was talking like I needed to like check my phone I could Mm. feel it in my body so I would say that it was like a body thing where I was feeling like uh, feeling and I'm not somebody that identifies with being an anxious person. Um, and I was feeling those symptoms that I hear people that are anxious, tell me that they feel it's like, oh yeah, I get that. Like I'm having a hard time sleeping. I have a hard time focusing. I can watch show after show, like a great show. I can binge it. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to binge anything. <laughs> it just doesn't sound like a, it just didn't feel good to me. I was staying up late to watch shows. Cause like, again, I said, like my partner doesn't really watch that much TV. So we'll watch a show together, but he's not somebody that would sit there and watch three or four or five. So I was staying up later to do that, which left me tighter. But the real moment was when my hands started to hurt and I was like, I can't, I can't do this. I need to, I need to stop everything so that I can hear what's actually happening. <laughs> Um, and so what were like, say so that there's that moment where you're like,
0: okay, I'm getting off, I'm taking a break. What was it like like days after the days after doing that?
1: Normal? Mm. felt nothing. like no, like normal. Mm. You know, normal worries. normal joys. normal. By normal, I mean, What do I mean? It felt like how it used to feel mm-hmm. when I was 35 running around.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You know, like I didn't feel like so much weight on my shoulders. It was, it's hard at first because it's so natural to go. You've found this too, right? Like your hand will go to do an activity, the, the gesture of checking your app and it's not even there anymore. And you're like, holy cow. Like I can't believe my thumb just went to this and it's not even there. Right. Then after like three, four, five, six days, then it almost felt like if Kevin was watching something on TV and there was a commercial, it felt like an attack. Like I felt like, like it was just like getting into my body. Like it felt like somebody was throwing something at me. Mm. Oh, that's interesting because I don't have anybody talking to me. <laughs> and then when this commercial is just loud and it's gotta do this and do this and do this and you're not good enough unless you do this and do this and I could like physically feel it yeah it's like ooh I gotta get out of the room when you when it's a commercial because that's that's a lot that's a lot <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah I found the same thing like um you know the days after I my thumb just like kept going to where Instagram used to be and Then I found that, you know, after maybe like a day or two, I just started checking my email every freaking three minutes. And I'm like, dude, what am I doing? And then I was like, okay, this is a problem. So then I like hid my mail, like my email in my phone. And then I went through and deleted all of the apps that I don't use, like on a regular basis that I like need on my phone. And um Or apps that like I could just do it on my computer instead and I didn't have to like have right there like I could just so smart and do it um and now for me I think it's been like maybe around two weeks maybe a little bit more I I don't really remember but I'm finally starting to feel like I have I don't same with you I don't when I wake up in the morning I don't um I don't like go on my phone. I I keep it upstairs for like the whole like time of me, like getting ready and, or just like, you know, beginning my day. And if I do pop on Instagram, I'm like, like to see if I have a message or something. I'm like, I don't even miss this. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't even like care about it anymore. It's just, it is what it is. And I'm like, why was I so like addicted to this why was I like so invested in like watching all these things you know Mm. interesting to be like to that
1: point now where I'm like oh I don't really actually care about this stuff anymore yeah yeah right there's so much I think what helps me is that I have things that I am interested in that aren't digital like writing like reading like drawing um I think that helps if anybody's thinking about doing this like think about those things that are not digital that you can do that are just easy that you like to do Mm. um because i know it can be really scary to feel bored Mm. um and a lot of things can come up with that like i love (laughs) i walk in like a loop over and over and over and i always I had to get over, or still trying to, the fact that my neighbors might think I'm crazy, but I know scientifically, like (laughs) if I'm trying to solve a problem, like what I'm writing, I need the, I need to not be thinking about where am I going? So I just loop, 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 loop. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but I'm okay with that. Like I'll take that to have a little bit more sovereignty and agency over my day again. Hmm. my own thoughts. Mm -hmm. Um, I just want to say, like, I can't see you anymore. So I think you can still hear me. Yes, I can hear you. (laughs) Um, But the, it's like, I don't know, I'm going to be 45 years old. And where do I want my time to go? It's my thing that I think about all the time. What what is interesting to me and like you said when you got back on the app it wasn't interesting to you mm-hmm. over this past week when i was getting back on just to check things i'm like what am i really looking for and I'm like, oh i love surprise i love novelty and and so every time i go to this app or i go to my email there might be a fun thing that pops up because random things happen to me
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I was reading this book and it was talking about quantum physics, which I really don't understand, but I love reading about it. And it was talking about particles in the air at a quantum level that appear and disappear and nobody knows why or where they come from or where they go. Mm-hmm. And so in my head, I thought, oh, and this is no science behind this at all, anybody. Right? So. This is just me poetically interpreting this for my life. Oh, so when I clean my house or clean out a closet, I'm creating more space for these particles to appear. So maybe that's why when people say, oh, you clean your house and then all of a sudden you get a new job or a new partner, right? Mm-hmm. Like maybe there's like, maybe thoughts and ideas and creativity are at this like quantum level and the more space they have to appear, the more you have receptor to hear and see them and act on them. So then I was thinking about my phone and now this is fun. I've been excited to share this with you. I think what I'm gonna do starting my birthday is phone completely off until after dinner for one hour for like a very long time. (laughs) Mm. because I was thinking all the stuff emitting from the phone, the technology itself, is that messing with this is that also creating clutter Mm. that i just can't see right right and what would that be like is that why you get your great ideas when you're out in nature because there's less of that Mm So this is not scientific at all. This is my poetic understanding, my brain's way really of tricking me into being like, you don't need that phone. <laughs> right, right, right. But it's like, I mean, even there, if there
0: isn't like any science to like back that up, it's still helping you. So cool.
1: Yes, yes, I always say that too. I love that. Right, it's gonna help me. I'm curious, again, that this is like my thing, like what would happen if, what would happen if I actually don't go back? What if, What if, you know, after dinner, what if from 6.30 to 7.30 is the time that I do do a Zoom or that's where I schedule people calling me or that's interesting. I'm curious. I don't know that's what's going to happen, but I'm curious to journal on those for the next few days. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited
0: to hear like what you decide. (laughs) (laughs) And then- just like one more question that I wanted to ask. So if there is whoever's is listening to this, um, maybe I'm like being generalizing here, but I feel like there's going to be a lot of like younger people listening to this. Um, and the reason why I say that is because when I asked on Instagram, it was a lot of I would say majority of the people were on the younger side like early 20s um so what would you I guess maybe like say to those people like younger people who feel like they have a problem with social media like what would you
1: want to like say to them you're normal mm. there's nothing wrong with you mm. You don't have to feel ashamed. You don't have to feel bad about yourself. You don't have to beat yourself up about it. You, are, you have full permission to try it and have it fail a million trillion times. I've done this for four or five years now and one week back and I, and I was a mess. <laughs> um, this is a billion dollar industry. This is, this is beyond what your body is capable of doing on its own get community, get, get support. I, I know you have a program coming up, Heather. I'm excited to hear about that. Uh, talk about it, share it with people. Um, but the biggest thing I would say is don't try, I know it's, it's so easy to hear somebody say, don't be ashamed of something. And then you're like, yeah, well, you just don't know this. So I have to hide this. I get that, but really you're so normal. This is a normal human response to something like this. Um, I watched my own mother who's 75 be addicted to it as well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So this is something I would think like because of her age and wisdom and so many years without social media, she wouldn't be addicted, but she is. Mm -hmm. So it's just so normal to have this addiction, like, of course. And of course there's varying degrees. I'm sure your history and you know, your DNA, all these things are gonna make up. And to also know if something really is bringing you joy, then please disregard everything I've said. Keep following your light in your own path and all that. But if you are feeling like, oh, feelings, or if you're having trouble sleeping or you're anxious, my very first thing that I say to everybody, like I work with a lot of artists and they'll often think, they just i don't know why i can't create anymore and i'll say well let's do a social media detox and then see if that's true Mm. because my suspicion is it's not you it's something much much bigger than you Mm. yeah that's what i would say and i would i'm curious about your program heather because i bet that's probably something that i would be the second thing i would say probably go check out heather she's doing something about this so go ahead you can trust her
0: oh well thank you i feel like uh that's a beautiful way to end the episode you like almost had me in tears over here so thank you for sharing that um and thank you for being on and telling us your journey and your beautiful stories and your wisdom um I really appreciate it. I know everybody that listens will appreciate it, too.
1: Well, thank you for always listening to me, whether it's on the house phone or through a letter. I appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.
0: Oh, how great was that episode? She, Victoria is just such a Great person and like has all the good vibes and great perspective on things, so insightful and intuitive. I love it. I hope you all enjoyed and got some really um, fun tips and some inspiration. Inspiration from hearing her story. Um, and thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a like, subscribe, or uh, share your thoughts, your review um, below. We really, really appreciate all of your support. Share with a friend if you enjoyed this episode. Um, it really does help us and help you know spread the word about our new podcast. So thank you. I wanted to tell you a little bit about something that the studio is offering in regards to social media. And, um, also about a brand that we are kind of partnering up with. So the studio is now we're offering a whole course on how to find a better balance with social media. Clearly there's a problem, um, in our world with how much time we spend on social media every single day. And for some people it's more of a problem than others. Um, which is okay. It's not totally your fault. Uh, these apps were designed to like suck you in and make it really hard to to disconnect from it. So this whole four-week course, I'll be walking you through all of the steps to observe your habits, how to get off of social media, or how to like delete the app from your phone so that you're not tempted. Um, you don't have to delete you know, your accounts altogether. That's not required of this. It's just simply to kind of go through a little bit of a detox phase and then find that balance that's perfect for you. We find a deeper connection with ourselves and who we truly are, our authentic selves, and then game planning for after the four weeks are over and how to continue this Um, Healthy relationship with social media and our phones. It's only 45 bucks. You get a support group um, there so you can connect with all of the people that are going through the same exact thing that you are going through. And then you get weekly emails from me checking in on you between the weeks to see how you're doing and if there's anything I can do for you. So again, it's only 45 bucks. It's four weeks. You get the whole course forever. So it's only like a one-time fee. And I think, well, I know that it will be super beneficial from you and probably life-changing because all of the things that I share with you are things that I've personally done and it has been life-changing for me. Um, So yeah, check that out. It's in the link below. Um, by the time this podcast is out there and you're listening, the course will have already been launched, so you can find it below in the description. I'm looking forward to having you in this course. I am telling you, you're going to feel like a new person afterwards, and I can't wait to see that. The other thing that I wanted to share with you is a the brand that we've been working with. Um, I've been using their products for probably close to a year now, and I absolutely love them. The brand is called Osea, and it is owned by a woman and or woman and her daughter, um, and it was started um, by their her mother. So um, it's a woman-owned business, and they run the whole thing, which is really awesome. But it's a skincare line, so they have all different kinds of you know skincare products, which are seriously amazing. It's so good. I've never really used any product that I've loved so much. I've been telling everybody about it, but the two things that I really wanted to tell you about that I love specifically is this oil that's called the Vegas nerve oil, and they have another product called Vegas nerve pillow spray. So it's just like a little mist that you spray on your pillow at night. Both of these are going to help you to get a really great night's sleep. So if you find that you have trouble falling asleep, um, your mind is racing, you have a lot of thoughts, you just can't quite get settled, this is going to help you, I'm telling you. I put it on my son every night and within like two minutes, he's yawning, rubbing his eyes, ready for bed. Um, so I feel like that's saying something. I'm using it on my one-year-old and also myself. (laughs) Um yeah, it's really great stuff. It it really just helps you to helps to support the parasympathetic system and help you relax and kind of sink in and, and have a good night's sleep. So our affiliate link is below. So if you want to, Um, get this product or even just find out more, you can go ahead, find that link below. We appreciate you using our link and supporting us in that way. Um, I think that you're going to really love, love these products. If you decide to try them out, I hope that all of you have a beautiful rest of your day and that you take some time to Soak in your surroundings and set your phone down for for a few minutes today. Ben, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate your support and have a beautiful, beautiful day.